Well, we had South African bonds initially trade pretty mixed today with market turnover subdued ahead of the major risk events later this week. Ending the session weaker, we had uh, the benchmark R186 uh, government bond bid at 9.25% and that from yesterday's 9.21%. Uh, uh, the R207 in the meantime bid at 8.08% and that from yesterday's 8.06%. In the U.S., bond yields are relatively flat with analysts saying that the dollar could rise on this week's rate hike and uh, a possibly more hawkish stance going into 2018. In addition, the U.S. Treasury is expected to continue to trade in a narrow range as investors watch tax overhaul plans uh, move through Congress. Joining us on the line to drill into some of the detail behind the activity that's currently in play is Ranzo Mukanzi of Future Growth Asset Management. Thanks so much, Ranzo, uh, for your time this evening. So there's a whole lot of apprehension ahead of the ANC's elective conference at the weekend. Investors trying to gauge uh, the electoral prospects, I guess, of the various factions and with global market focus uh, squarely on central bank announcements as well. Take us through the kind of activity that played out at today's bond auction. Thanks for having me on the line, Alicia. As we've come to expect, there was nominal bond issuance of 3.3 billion rand on auction today. And the auction cleared one basis point stronger across the four stocks that were, that were offered. Um, interestingly, the 2048 that the long-dated nominal bond was the best bid of the four stocks on auction. And I think that speaks to short covering from the domestic bond market, just to its higher duration than the other three stocks on, on issue. Yeah. How... Um you know, how discerning a trend are we looking at uh, com when we're comparing foreign investor appetite and local investor appetite right now for our local bonds, Ranzo? Yeah, I think we can definitely discern between foreign and, and local investors. I think local investors are a lot more tuned into idiosyncratic risk than, than our foreign investors generally tend to be. When speaking to foreign investors, we can also differentiate between benchmark cognizant investors and your unconstrained investors. I think it's important to be able to distinguish between the two, especially with downgrade risk prevalence. As we saw with the global aggregate index exclusion last week, there was foreign selling on the back of that, and that would speak to benchmark cognizant investors having to sell down to, to adhere to, to benchmark constraints. Having said that, are you surprised uh, at the kind of shift we've seen when it comes to the kind of inflows we're seeing or outflows uh, we're seeing in the bond space relative to the inflows that are coming through on the equity seat? No, no not at all. We're, we're, we've been expecting bond outflows. The divergence you've had between weak domestic fundamentals and robust foreign bond flows have has been a peculiarity for us and the reversal we've seen in domestic bond flows over the past couple of months I think does tend to sync up better with the weak fundamental view that we've held on, on SA for quite some time now. Of course, we've got the RAND and other emerging market currencies sensitive to uh, rate increases in the U.S. as they tend to affect the fund of flows even more so. So what impact are you seeing this have on foreign flows into the South African fixed income space moving forward with, of course, markets already having priced in a 25 basis point increase come tomorrow? Um, maybe more so than tomorrow's event. It's just important to zoom out a little bit. What we've had over the past couple of years was strong inflow into emerging markets as a consequence of low global yields. And what we have or what we forecast over the next 
five, ten years of the medium term, broadly speaking, is a reversal of the, the carry trade we've seen in emerging markets. And South Africa, of course, being an open economy, will will get its fair share of, of outflows as a consequence of that. Yeah. Uh, we, you talk about uh, you know low global heels that has been apparent up to now. Some analysts expecting that uh, the progress that we're starting to see on uh, tax cuts, uh, particularly in the U.S., could lead to higher bond heels, mostly because uh, you know the legislation that expanded the federal budget deficit would force the government to issue new debt. Uh, do you share with uh, that kind of sentiment? We do, we do share that. So the House and the Senate have passed tax reform bills, which should see a decrease in personal and corporate taxes. The direct effect of that is expected to be 0.2% of GDP boost over the medium term. And the risk is that if you don't get that GDP boost, the increase of, of debt in the U.S. will result in an increase of the 10-year and nominal bond yields generally over, over the medium term. U.S. debt at present sits at about 91% of GDP, and the forecast over the next 10 years is that that rate might reach about 95%. So you should definitely see an increase in nominal rates over the medium term as a direct consequence of, of the tax reform bill. Well, let's leave it there, Ranzo. Thanks so much for having joined us on the line this evening. Ranzo Mukunzi is, of course, with Future Growth Asset Management.